Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Marketing in Times of Crisis. I'm your host, Iowa Bass, a freelance marketing consultant who specializes in all things built environment. And today it's Friday, January the 14th, 2021, and we're now in lockdown part three. My guests are Graham Handley, who set up his small practice in Cambridge 32 years ago, and Susie Lober, her marketing consultant, who I've known for about 10 years, who works with Graham. Some of the feedback I've had about the podcast is that we mainly look at larger firms. So this time around, I'm trying to get more voices from smaller firms so we can see how they're tackling their marketing in such an uncertain time. If you like the show, please do subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you really want some brownie points, make sure you leave us a review too. Anyway, let's move on with the episode. Enjoy. Hi, Graham. Hi, Susie. Thanks so much for coming on the show. So can you give me a brief intro to who you are and your roles and how you work together? Okay, so I'm Graham Handley, architect. I set up practice 32 years ago. I used to work for a um, small practice in Cambridge, and then that grew, and I didn't really want to be part of that organization um so i said uh, you know initially it was just me and then it was me and a part-time person and uh, then it was me and somebody else we're not we're not large but we're now seven people and actually you know it's work is actually going very well um we're mainly based we're mainly do residential work there's a very wide range of residential you know from high quality extensions through to listed buildings nice quality stuff for some developers a um, little bit of commercial work and yeah. um yeah all seems okay actually okay so Susie, can you tell me about your role and how you work with graham in terms of his the marketing for his practice and what you do Sure. Um, I am a freelance marketing consultant specialising in working with small architecture practices and sole practitioners. I started working with Graham in about 2017, I think it was. Um, and initially we had a chat because they wanted to produce a, a practice video. Um, so that was our first project together. And then we've been working together ever since. And I'm really an, an outsourced marketing department for Graham. So whatever whatever he needs in terms of marketing, that, that comes down to me. Brilliant. And is that the video that's still on your site now? On Graham's it site? Is. Yes. Yeah. It is. I do yeah. love that video. <laughs> It's just like, I love it when you look at the materials. It's brilliant. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think it's got a little bit of a human touch, which, you know, it's just not, it's not too formal, which, which I quite like. Yeah, and I think, I think that's so important. You kind of get a feeling of who you are as a practice and, you know, each of you as individuals. I think it's so, so important. Mm. And I guess at the moment we are now in lockdown free. So, I mean, what kind of approach have you taken to marketing during the various lockdowns? Do you want to kick us off, Susie, or...? Um, I think maybe Graham, if you if you kick it off, really in terms of <laughs> lockdown okay. lockdown one and what our approach was during uh, that. I, I, I suppose you know, one of the more important things I think is to get in contact with clients, past clients, and actually you know it, that's mainly been ringing people up. Um, yeah. I think you know people people actually quite like being um, you know, the human contact. And I think the more you can 
yeah, the closer you can get with communication, the better. Uh, and you know, things like Zoom, I quite like you know, prospective clients. Actually, I try and encourage them to go on Zoom because the more you know, you, you're building that sort of relationship in some way. Um, yeah. And okay, you know, maybe we'll talk a little bit later about how our marketing has been before the lockdown. But that's, yeah. I think that, that that's my main main thing at, at this moment. And did that change what you how you had to approach things, Susie, in terms of representing the practice? Not not massively. I think our key thing was just to keep communicating. So to keep um, to keep doing social posts, to keep content out there. And we did try and, you know, show the show the personality and show how the practice was coping um, with circumstances as well. And I think sort of getting that that human touch across helped. And I saw on your website that you have um, you were doing remote consultations. How did that go? And did you kind of do anything else to kind of promote those, or was that just more you had to work in that way? No, I think you know it it, it, it was an, an offer to potential clients if they wanted to um, talk to us about a potential job, and then you know maybe do you know walk around the home with their with their their phone so we can actually see a little bit. Um, that's enabled us to to do. You know, some consultation w- with them. Uh, I mean, it, you know, it, it is definitely not as good as seeing the site and and understanding you know w- what's around it in, in detail. But it does give you it does give you a little bit of a start. Uh, and I think you know, on occasions that that's been useful. Okay, so talking about uh, marketing and how you approached it before lockdown, what was the kind of overall approach you generally used to take then, Graham? Well, I, I think it's very much a mix of um, you know, speaking to clients, other consultants, um, website, social posts, doing a book. Now, it has to be said, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a dinosaur and Susie will absolutely bear this out. I, I don't I really don't understand all this social post thing. But but, you know, Su- Susie is great. And, and that actually works really well. Yeah. Um We've got, you know, I think we've got quite a good website and keeping that, keeping it, trying to keep it up to date, that that definitely does bring work in. I, I, I would guess we were looking at the figures actually a few weeks ago. Yeah. Something like 60, 60, 70% of our work comes from recommendations, past clients, but yeah, some of it comes from the website. Now, of course, you never know. Does it has it come directly from a website, or has it come from somebody seeing what one of the social posts, and then they think, "Ah, oh, yes, that's a name I remember." Interesting enough, I was just trying to before this um, remind myself of who said some of these sayings. It was John Wanamaker, that's somebody yep. you'll probably know, um, probably. Uh, and what he said is. Half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. The trouble is, I don't know which half. That's so true, though, isn't it? Because it is that whole thing that you can't always say it's this one one touch point. Because we always talk about multiple touch points when it comes to marketing. And that, you know, that person may have seen something here and then they remember your name. And then when it suddenly something comes up, they suddenly, you know, get in contact. And, And often your website can even just be that they go in there just to reinforce you can do yep. the job for me, right? And and, and mm. stuff like that. So it's important in that way as well. 
Yeah. Well, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I'm really keen on a website, if, if I'm going to be dealing with somebody else, another company, and I've, and I've never seen, you know, I've never dealt with, never spoken to them, I'm really keen to go on their website and I, you know, I'd like to see a photograph of them and just read a few words about them. It just brings, it just brings them alive. And I want them, them to be able to do that with us. And I suppose that's one of the reasons we've got the video. It, it just brings it, brings it all alive. But I mean, okay. So I'm saying, you know, we, we've got you know, website and I speak to people, but you know, Although I don't do it and I'm no good at the social stuff, I recognize that actually today that's really important. And that's, yeah. you know, that's what Susie is good at. Fantastic. Thank you. Susie, have you got anything to add to that? <laughs> yeah, I think um, something that we did quite early in our relationship is we, we did um, some market research with a, a set of, of clients, which was really valuable. Um, yeah. And I had um, interviews with a number of different clients, and that has guided our marketing strategy ever since. Um, it's really helped us to sort of mark out what the key differences are with the practice, um, what perceptions we need to challenge, what are the client pain points that we need to address. Um, so that, that bit of research that we did back in probably 2018, has driven a lot of the marketing decisions since then. And I think... And and what were some of those decisions or what were some of the things that they were saying? um, I think some of it uh, reiterated the points of difference that that we thought already existed. Um, But also some of that work since has been around really accentuating the fact that the practice does both traditional design and contemporary design as well, and is also capable of working at scale, um, so capable of working on larger residential developments. So we, we've shifted some of the, the messages around those those points. I and mean, it's interesting what Graham said about word of mouth because the majority of architects will tell you that their, their business comes from word of mouth. But, of course, nowadays, if somebody recommends something to you, the very first thing that you do is then look them up online so that's why your your website, your social media presence has got to be as good as it can be, even if you get great referrals, because ultimately they're going to go online and, and check you out. And I think that's the thing, and it's easily to be missed or overlooked or you say, oh, I'm wasting all this time on social media. But actually, also social media is great for kind of directing traffic to your website as well, which is which is the other thing. So I always find it's like you kind of look at the stats of that and you're like, actually, it does drive a lot of traffic. And it's largely free as well. So I think it's one of those things. Mm. What do you, I mean, what approach do you take in terms of your kind of social and digital channels? Then that one is a question for Susie. We've we've focused heavily on LinkedIn. We we fairly yeah. early on looked at where our audience was. We chose one channel and we've really sort of gone quite deep onto LinkedIn. But trying to, and very successful actually, building an audience on that platform, but in a very targeted way. So we've been using it alongside tools like um, Sales Navigator, and other LinkedIn plugins to make sure that the audience we're building there is really connecting with the right people. Um, yeah. We've also done more videos um, recently. Graham's done some great little little short videos. We've done some nice little um, overviews of, of sites and, and plans for and sites. Project. Yeah, I've seen some of those, yeah. Under really nice. duress from, from Susie. <laughs> <laughs> do you enjoy them, Graham? Or are you getting I used to them? I do enjoy them. In a curious way. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. He loves it, really. 
It's an endorsement for you, Susie. You get it done, though. That's the key thing as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> okay. So, um, and in terms of kind of social and digital, I mean, are there any tips you would give to practices who are starting out, Susie? I would say... First of all, just commit to one channel. So don't try and be everything to everybody. Just commit to one platform and really work on getting that right. Choose something you're comfortable with um, and work on that. Um, I'd also say it's really important to have good imagery. So invest in professional photography, have good, sharp images, and share a nice variety of images as well. So from sketches to plans to completed buildings to to people actually as well, you know, people doing the work and to always have your target client in mind with whatever it is that you're publishing. And in terms of your target client, I mean, are you mainly focused on the kind of Cambridge area and and does that kind of impact you in a different way in terms of how you market yourself? I mean, most of our work is in, I don't know, 40 miles of, of Cambridge. Yeah. Cambridge is economically very buoyant. And I think there's quite a lot of clients out there who have got the wherewithal to do some quite nice buildings and commissions yeah. and to devote you know, the funds that, that are required for that. And so we are, you know, we are aiming at really the, those clients more than, more than some of the others. Which makes oh. sense if, that's what, if that target market's there. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Sorry, Susie. Partly it's about ensuring that we are connecting with that community locally. Um, So there are lots of different sort of very active construction communities um, in the region. So some of our marketing is obviously making sure that we are networking and and being seen to be involved in those organisations. And then, of course, that does help you digitally if you've got a quite a a reasonably narrow geographic field that can help you with tools such as LinkedIn and Sales Navigator because you're you're just looking at it by a sort of, you know, county by county basis, which can be helpful. And those online, those networking groups locally, I mean, have a lot of them gone online? Have you still been able to be as active on those or how did they change during lockdown? I think most stuff has gone online, yeah, but, some very successfully um, and are now actually attracting even even wider audiences than before yeah. because it is something that you can just do in your lunch hour instead of having to, um, you know, take time off time out of the office and travel there. Yeah, mm. okay. Well, one of the things you um, mentioned about with social media, um, Susie, certainly in the past, is you know, clients really like some of the personal stuff, don't they? Okay, you know what, what we put on is a mix of you know projects we, we, we've got going on, but also what individual members of of, of the practice are doing. And mm-hmm. yeah, with me, sometimes you put some of my sketches on, and pe- people like and, and other you know Gavin's growing one of those um, snowdrops, all sorts of interesting. And, and clients, I think this is all b- b- about being personal and understanding, yeah. you know, understanding the, the person behind um, the, the screen or whatever. I mean, one of my little things, I think, is you know, if you're going to do some of this social post or you have a website with blogs on it or whatever, yeah. so often you see the last entry was you know, eight months ago or 18 months ago. I think if you start, you've really got to keep going. Otherwise, it's just it's just self-defeating. And, you know, and that's, that's you know, one of the reasons um, we have Susie. We just don't 
have the time to do that. Yeah. And yeah, I think if we tried to do it ourselves, we'd have some you know, t- tremendous enthusiasm to start with. And after a few weeks, you know, project demands will be pushing that to one side. And yeah. actually, having having you know, outside consultant Susie doing it, it just works. And you know, that's her expertise, and we have our expertise. And actually, that that you know, really works well. Fantastic. That's 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 really really useful. Um, so, I mean, are there any kind of particular challenges you face when it comes to the marketing side of your business? Is it is it mainly a time based thing, Graham? It's time, or it's time, it's time, it's time. I mean, it really is. I mean, I yeah. you know, I, I suppose we're, we're we're lucky at the moment. You know, this sort of inquiries book, as it were, is you know, is is is, is reasonably good. Yeah. Um, but this is out of order, actually. But um. I mean, some of the things we 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 like to do. Okay, actually, well, right, one of the things we like to do is if we go and see a potential client, is to give them a book because we've okay. used a book of you know a whole range of commissions, and you you leave it with a potential client. First of all, you're leaving something behind uh, that you've given them, and you know, it's a it's a nice quality production. It shows them some projects that will have some similarity with what they're thinking of doing. Even if they don't appoint you, I don't think they're going to throw it away. And one or two people in practice say, well, God, that's, that's expensive to, you know, to give them one of these books. Well, actually, once once we've put the time in to produce the books, okay, putting the time in is quite, quite significant, but printing each book is, I don't know, you know, 30 quid. The time we take to go and see a potential client write a fee proposal is is 10 times that, is 20 times that. You know, yep. it's madness not not to hand out a book as well. And what what I really want is books handed out every time you go and see a potential client. And 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 people they do quite like it. The sort of thing that they leave on their coffee table, as it were. Which is lovely. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of work to do a book. But yeah, they can be once valuable. You, once you've done it, once you've done it, you should use it. Absolutely. Once you've got it. Yeah. I mean, so when are we, Susie? When are we going to talk about pancakes? okay you need to tell me what that is we're going to talk about pancakes when we talk about what are we doing next (laughs) what we're doing next is pancakes (laughs) about six years ago i thought it'd be fun to to cook pancakes in the office so you know I, i brought a stove in and you know went and got all the flour and milk and all that sort of thing and, yeah. and we cut pancakes and that was great fun so the following year you know we did it again then i thought well wh- why don't we invite some clients so 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 we got some aprons made with our logo on invited Lovely. some clients they came along and, and 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 they went away with an apron and actually they really enjoyed it now the challenge is going to be this year. So what we're going to do is I'm going to get a pile of aprons printed, and then I'm yeah. going to post it to, to some of these clients and say, right, you know, we're going to do, we're going to all going to be cooking pancakes online. And I, I think that's an absolutely brilliant idea because it's like yeah, it's, it's one of those things where people do those gift boxes, don't they? And they send them to people, and then they start doing, you know, it's really yeah. lovely. Yeah. That's so, a really yeah. nice way. To it's going, always great fun. Way. It's great fun, <laughs> and the clients How really you get in for that. <laughs> or normally, it's not. It's not a massive number, but generally, it's, it's sort of kind of an open invitation over an extended sort of lunch break. Yeah. So. We- tend to get a kind of steady flow of people in but um i have to point out that the office is not 
equipped for for catering and graham has quite a sort of heath robinson approach so when he says you know he he constructs an oven in the office <laughs> there have been some quite interesting um yeah. quite interesting constructions <laughs> yes, yes. double double glazing samples and samples of bricks of insulation on them and you get fan heaters i mean you could when you put plates in so our plates are warm when they come out, or you can put mince pies in. And if you leave them in long enough, the mince pies are nice. Oh, I, a couple of years ago, we had um, a couple of developers in. They, they were brothers, and I knew one of it was one of their birthdays who were coming in. So we, we, we actually cooked cook steak for them. And, um, yeah, that was quite fun. Wow. <laughs> so that, I guess that's, But then again, that's that human touch again that you've been touching yeah. on, isn't it? It's that whole... You're making it personal. This is what we enjoy. Come and have some fun mm. as well, which I think is is really, really important. And I guess in the rest of 2021, what have you got any kind of major kind of plans to what you're doing this year or what you can do this year? That's it, pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the big plan. <laughs> you can run your business on pancakes, and that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's very hard as well at the moment to look much further ahead into certainly yeah. in terms of kind of doing any we won't be doing any big events or or anything of of that of that kind so the practice had a, a 30th 30th birthday party a few years yeah. ago um which was very nice but we haven't got any big events planned for this no. year no. Uh, there'll be the odd might be a couple of newsletters that 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 we do throughout the year that seems to go down. Yeah, that seems to go down okay. We're, we've been learning about Mailchimp, and that seems. Yeah, I think. Yeah, what's nice is that you can see who who opens it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think well, that's the thing about digital marketing is you yeah. can actually know that person's read it, that one hasn't. Yes. They're interested in these yeah. areas and stuff like yeah. that, which is so. Initially, useful. I'm sure Graham won't mind me saying. Initially, Graham was quite reluctant to to go digital on the newsletter because they very much liked having a. Having a you know well designed hard copy newsletter that would land on somebody's desk, and I absolutely appreciate that there's there's value in that. But obviously in lockdown, we realised people just weren't in their offices. So would there yeah. be any point in sending a newsletter to somebody's office? And yeah. gradually, I persuaded them that actually yeah. there was still value to sending it out and sending it out digitally, and the benefits of doing that in terms of tracking who's yeah. opened it and and how well it's received. And 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 if if we send it out you know, on Mailchimp, the people who don't open it, I can ring them up and berate them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the point of digital. Why haven't you read my newsletter? <laughs> <laughs> I can watch, I'm watching. I'm watching. <laughs> Talking of um, letters and human contact, I was you, you, you'll know the name David Ogilvy, won't you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was just, I mean, I've sort of looked at some of his stuff. I actually want to buy you know, one of his books about all the stuff. However, there's a little saying I've come across or a few words I've come across recently. He said, Every four weeks, I'd send out, send out personalised mailings to our new business prospects. And I was always amazed to discover how many of our clients had been attracted to Olga V. and Matha by those mailings. That is how we grew. Mm. You know, here's, here's an advertising agency starting in New York. And, you know, 
these people got you know, a, an individual letter from him. This is all about you know the people. Him, you know, they're saying, "God, this guy's taken the trouble to personally write me," yeah. and it's just built that it's helped build that relationship. But it shows you care, and it also shows what it's going to be like to work with you. And I think that's what people want, isn't it? It's mm. like I'm not just a number. Actually, you're going to take your time out of your day and get in, in contact with me. Yeah. I think that that's it's that personal touch. But mm. I think at the moment it's kind of interesting because you have to trigger that. You have to do something in order to be in contact with somebody. It's not just going to a party. So I think at the moment it's kind of like how do you still connect with people even though we're not doing face-to-face stuff? Mm. I think that's that's the challenge that we've all got to kind of face and overcome at the moment because, you know, it's harder mm. in a way. And I think Graham is a great advocate of this, of just actually biting the bullet and picking up the phone because there's always 101 excuses why why not to do it. But actually if you just pick up the phone and start talking to clients and checking in with them, that goes a long way. Yeah. Most people are, yeah, very few people uh, yeah, don't like hearing from you. Uh, yeah, people like, people like hearing from you. Uh, and just, you know, and we might, you know, I was talking, I'm trying to think, I was talking to a client uh, a few days ago and you know, nothing to do with business. We were talking, we we're probably talking about cars or something. I don't know. You know <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> there's, many things there's many things I can't talk about. I talk about cars. But, you know, and, um, yeah. It's nice. It is. I, I think it's just so important, especially now. Hmm. Um, and I guess, I mean, are we, we are still technically in recession, or are we? I'm not sure. Uh, I the, I, do you know what? I've stopped reading the news. I'm not entirely sure. But how did, uh, how did your practice fare in the 2008, 2009 recession, Graham? We kept in touch with clients and consultants. Yeah. Um, you know, we'd we'd ring them up. I mean, this was. I mean, we, we had a website, but it wasn't it wasn't very good. It yeah. Didn't have all this social media stuff. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd pick up the phone and, and ring them. And say, yeah, hello, George. You know, we did you know, did something for you, you know, three years ago. Just ringing up, saying hello. What, what's going on? Blah blah blah. And I mean, it's, it's very interesting. I, I went to see a a developer who we had worked with over the years, but probably haven't done anything with him for five years. Yeah. And I, his name is Martin. I won't, I won't say the surname. Anyway, I rang up Martin. I said, "Look, you know, can I come and see you and have a chat?" And he said, "All right." So yeah, went and saw him. Actually, took a book. Um, four days later, he turned us up, and we got a job. You know, we, we just reminded him that yeah. we existed because, I mean, to be fair, you know. People have busy lives, and you, you you fall off their sort of, you know, not quite on the tip of their tongue. And on to the final two questions. So, I guess during I'll say the past year when we've been going in and out of lockdown, in terms of marketing that you've seen, has there been anything stand out for you, Graham, that you kind of really liked and admired? The truth is, I can't remember. But okay. But I was I was going through thinking I, I'm doing a bit of zooming right, uh, no uh, googling, and, and and I came across I, I I will read this one out. Um, yeah. I just thought you know it, it's 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 brew dog they they did a special brew Barnard Castle eye test, and I just thought that was quite fun. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but they use humour in their marketing. They do it very very well. I, mean, I always think humour is really hard to do in marketing. Yeah, yeah I think Specsavers did something. Um, they were super quick on it as well. Yeah. Um, with a, a should have gone to Specsavers um, 
advert at the same time with the Barnard Castle. I thought they that was really it was very decisive. You know, they must have just turned it round really quickly and gone, yeah, let's just, yeah. let's just do it. Uh, that was really funny. Was that your 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 standout campaign, Susie, or did you have one? Um, one thing that I I really enjoyed in the the first lockdown was Foster and Partners did a great um, architecture from home series, and they produced little um, project Ooh, packs for for kids to do, yeah. um, including building your own city and little books about what is a building and all these different resources that they produce to inspire the next generation of architects. Um, I'm probably a bit biased because at the time I was struggling to home educate two young children for the first time. (laughs) So that definitely appealed to me. Um, But I thought the whole message around inspiring young architects was, was really nice and it was all really, really well put together. I think I saw on Insta, on Twitter as well that they also did walking tours, didn't they, of their buildings, and they were doing maps and sending them out to people, so you can, yeah. you know, uh, so you can kind of see more of their buildings and stuff like that. I think that was that may, that may have been over summer actually, but mm. I thought that was a really nice touch as well because it's kind of like you know here's stuff you can see and do, and uh, you know, so I think I, I I did enjoy that as well. Okay, so on to my final final question. So, what one tip would you give to a business leader about how to market themselves during this current? lockdown non non-lockdown crisis type of thing just just you want pick to- up just pick up the telephone talk to people and if you can persuade them to do a zoom call <laughs> <laughs> and as for you Susie what do you want it be yeah it would be very similar keep communicating so just just keep keep sending messages out there and keep letting people know that you are you're active and you're there and it's very easy to get distracted by the the pressures of of projects and to want to sort of close the doors but now more than ever it's important to keep communicating brilliant thank you so much you've been brilliant guests thank you thank you thank you for having us Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Marketing in Times of Crisis. If you liked what you heard, please do leave us a review as it helps us to spread the word and for more people to get to hear about us. If you want to know more about things mentioned in the episode, do look at the show notes, which will give you more information about where to find us and also about our show website. In the meantime, I hope you enjoyed it and have a great day. Bye. Bye.